Hi, I'm Kim, and this is Commanding Conversations. I'm a 40-something-year-old mom that decided that this stage in my life I am not over. I realized that now that my kids are getting a little bit older, that I can still reach out and reach my goals and maybe set new ones and see where I can get. And when I realized this, I saw that having conversations with people, so many others wanted to do the same thing. But something held us back. Something always kept us in the shadows. Well, I'm here to help us break out of the shadows and shine in the light that was meant for us. So I created Commanding Conversations. I would like people to help us share their stories, their experiences, network, and I want all of us to learn how to fail forward, reach our success, get out of our comfort zone, and try to find a way to be the best version that we can be. I know that this is totally possible, and I wanna build a community where we help support each other, have a little fun. Those topics that you don't want to talk about, don't worry, I do. And then we can always end every show with a little advice and a lot of spice. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, then you are in the right place. So sit back, relax, and join in. Thanks. So today I want to talk about some phrases that we hear all the time. Like every Disney movie talks about your soulmate and so does every Hallmark movie. But what does a twin flame mean? Or how does that work into a karmic relationship? I know that a lot of these words have a Greek origin. So I always loved Greek mythology, it was like a great soap opera that I actually understood. I could always follow the characters. So today, I kind of want to know what's the difference between your soulmate, your twin flame, and a karmic relationship, okay? If you're with me, let's find out. So I keep hearing this word, twin flame, and I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like thinking to myself, does that mean that that's your soulmate? And funny enough, because I'm a big nerd, um, I looked it up and it doesn't. It doesn't mean that it's your soulmate. So I looked into it more because that's what I like to do. I like to dive down deep and then find out some pretty cool facts and then share it with all of you for a commanding conversation. But I found the story out of a twin flame. This phrase just kind of like kept almost like haunting me. Like, what does this mean? And... If you are a returning listener, thank you. If you're new, welcome. You'll know that I have a very unconventional view of relationships and definitely more is going to come out as the season progresses and you're going to see a big side of me that, you know, some may or may not like and I've never ever been one that follows the side of popularity. I've always followed the side that I've always felt was true for me. So this twin flame thing kept coming up and I'm like, what is this? You know, I mean, during COVID, everybody watched like Bridgerton and sex life and, you know, people are stuck in a house with someone and you're like, is this where I want to be? And a lot of people questioned where they were supposed to be. Right. So especially like, you know, go that 50 shades of gray. Listen, ladies, Christian gray is fictitious. The red room can happen anywhere, but the billionaire status Forget about it. 
So I want to share with you the secret story of the twin flame. The story is really fascinating to me, okay? It started about 3,000 years ago BCE. So like a way long time ago. And it's discussed and talked about in Plato's Symposium. And in how it was brought about was Plato starts talking about the origins of love, right? So he's talking to this guy, Aristophanes, and he says, in the beginning, humans were Andromenous. So for those that don't know what that means, it means that not only did humans supposedly, I mean, we're born with two genders. I mean, that's, they're not born. Or we, when we start off as a zygote, an embryo, we're still, we have both genders and then one eventually takes over. But this is a mature human that would have both genders, both sex organs, and they also had two faces, four arms, and four legs. Kind of reminded me of like Siamese twins, right? Or twins that are conjoined. So... In the beginning, they were like two humans that were combined. So according to this Greek myth, this Greek story, this rite of passage, these beings, these humans, original humans, were very fast and they were very, very powerful. So powerful, in fact, that the gods on, Saint, on Mount Olympus started to become really worried. So what do they do? Well, Zeus, the king of all the gods in Greek mythology, had to step up. And he couldn't be threatened with us mere mortal humans. So he decided to weaken the humans, to lessen their threat. Zeus ordered that the humans be cut in half. So Aristophanes' job was to divide the humans, and this left the, left the humans feeling very, very, very unhappy. I'm going to give a little special thanks to Spotify for giving me this opportunity to use their platform along with many, many others to be able to give my own commanding conversations a shot. So if you don't have Spotify, definitely look to download it today. Thanks. So these humans, they were very sad and frustrated and each half longed and looked for the other. So what they would do is they would wander around with their arms thrown about and they were trying to reach out for each other and they were trying to weave themselves back together, wanting to grow together, wanting to be whole again. So this went on for a little while and, you know, the gods, they, they had little hearts in them somewhere because Zeus took pity on the humans. So he decided to have their sexual organs turned to the front side of their body so that when they embrace, they can unite and then they can feel whole again. Hmm. Hmm. So basically what they're saying is that you're half of a whole. So everyone has that other half out there. And we'll know instantly when we meet them because we'll feel like we're back at home. This sounds very like hallmarky, rom-com, fictitious, Romeo and Juliet-esque fantasy style. 
So I'm not really sure how I feel about this. I was kind of one that always thought that I was whole by myself and that I didn't need someone else to make me feel whole. But according to this Greek mythology of the twin flame, half of you is floating around out there somewhere and you'll know the instant that you meet that person. So how is this different than a soulmate? And what is this karmic crap that they keep talking about? Well, since this is a commanding conversation, I have to ask, what do you believe in all this? So I'm sure if you've been with me and if you've listened to more than one episode, I like to look at all angles and I like to dive deep and I like to play devil's advocate and I like to take what people believe in and kind of spin it and see what other ways of perspective you can have, okay? So why would this be any different, right? I'm going to take a scientific, a religious, and um, I don't know, maybe like a historical fiction approach on this. But the thing is, is that I am one that comes from, again, like I said, a very unconventional school of thought. I, I don't think I believe that one person is supposed to be with the same person forever. I don't. I think that people grow and change at different times and maybe people do grow together. Maybe they do. And I'm, if you're one of those people and you're with your twin flame and you're with that person that makes you feel whole, I, th- I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Am I saying that I am or I'm not? Nope, I'm out of this one. What I'm saying is, as much as I like to talk and be a part of these conversations, I also observe a lot. And sometimes I wonder, which is a whole nother commanding conversation, is it better to try to branch out and start new or stay in something that you're comfortable with because you don't want to disrupt the lifestyle that you already have? But in the meantime, the way that it's, it's keeping you from growing. And our whole point here while we're having this earth experience is to grow, to be a better person, to see, you know, what endeavors we can achieve. So I don't know where I stand on this, but I'm curious. So of course I'm going to find out more. So the whole twin flame concept, it's, it's a spiritual term. Okay. It's a theory that two people, they can be strongly, spiritually, magnetically drawn to each other. Like two halves of a mirror. Literally, two parts of one spiritual union. Sounds pretty perfect, right? End of story. So all of us should just have these like negative and positive magnets within us and our twin flame should come flying from across the globe and meet up with us, right? Wrong. So when does all of this start? Well, according to Greek mythology... Your twin flame and you were destined to be together before you were even born. Now, it's time for some science history facts time, because, you know, that's how I like to spin it. So there's this guy, his name is Dr. Gary Smalley, and he's researched the whole idea of twin flames for over 25 years. But it's not only that, and it's not just Greek mythology that this whole concept comes in, which kind of takes like spirituality to a whole different level. He says that the Greek mythology story, it kind of similarly mirrors the whole Christianity version of Adam and Eve. 
mean we had to get a rib from Eve, from Adam in order to create Eve, and they were two parts of one essential being. Ha, huh, let's dive deeper. So these stories are known as myths, and myths are key elements of our reality, right? They help us understand and pretty much learn a lesson. So I am a child of the 80s. I grew up with must-see TV Thursday night. So apparently before that, they had Greek myths. What are we going to learn now? Well, it's not just Greek mythology that this is like found in. Check this out. It's also found in Indian mythology. In Hindi holy text, Mahabharata speaks of this. They are called Atman, meaning eternal soulmate. If you're ever looking for another podcast besides Commanding Conversations, I would love to suggest my friend Julie Jancis. She has Angels and Awakening. I've been a guest on the podcast and I listen to it often. She's amazing and I totally believe in the work that she's doing. So when you have a chance, you can sit back, relax, and take in Angels and Awakening. I definitely give it the Kim Choice Award. Okay. But first, I have to stop. Because now we're getting into some tricky words, right? Because now we're talking about different spiritualities, thought processes, and most importantly, different words that people like to use interchangeably, but they're not. They're completely different. So according to this Hindu concept and philosophy, the Hindu god Vendata says that humans are essentially immortal beings that are just temporarily living in physical bodies. Okay, I'm, you know, slightly on the fence with that. They believe that when a person dies, they return to the spirit world. When they reincarnate, before they come back down on earth, they choose their life path, the lessons that they're supposed to learn during this time, goals that they need to achieve. You pick out your parents in advance. You're with your twin flame And you even know where and when you will be reincarnated. They return as two separate individuals with a soul contract that could go back generations. These two individuals are the twin souls or twin flames. Okay, cool. That's great. That sounds so magical, right? I'm actually like dripping with sarcasm right now. Because part of me thinks I'm a little bit dead inside. So what's the difference between a twin flame and a soulmate? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm about to tell you. So a twin flame is this person that you're supposed to meet. You're supposed to be magnetically attracted to. Oh, my gosh. Excuse me. Blah, blah, blah. And your souls kind of mirror each other. And it's like an internal knowing when you meet this person. Like you just know. And I mean, you've heard it before. People are like, you, when you know, you know. And it's like you're feeling like you're back at home and it's an intense connection that you can't put any other word on. Now, your soulmate can be totally different. And according to everything that I looked up and everything that I researched, your soulmate 
is very overused. The word, the term soulmate is very overused and it's overused in the wrong context. Your soulmate is a person that's supposed to help you along and share a soul connection with you and they lead you eventually to your twin flame, okay? And they help you on, we'll call them like little missions, but they help you to achieve goals and learn life lessons and, you know, essentially elevate and level up until you can meet your twin flame. And you can have more than one soulmate. Not only that, your soulmate, it could be a best friend. It could be a family member. Hell, it could be your dog. But the whole purpose of that soulmate is that that person's soul is supposed to kind of like help you along your journey, but just for a leg of it, not for the whole part of it, and help you on to the next phase till you get to meet that that big old awesome twin flame. Cool. So if we have this twin flame in our lives, everything would be perfect, right? But why isn't it? You know, why, why is everyone always striving to get to this like end goal of like perfect euphoria and bliss? Honey, there is no such thing. I know I'm living the life and the dream right now. But you know what? Through all this research, I did realize that love can be absolutely beautiful, but it can also be really, really painful, even actually, especially if it's with your twin flame. Since you mirror each other, you help each other expand and grow. And let me tell you something. When you have to go through the growing pains in order to grow, it ain't pretty. Not at all. Okay, back to fun fact time. So the ancient Sumerians, they have these artistic artifacts, right, from like 2000 BCE. So not quite as old as the Greek mythology. And it was a symbol of a lion with two tails, but it also kind of symbolized that these two tails meant that there were like two people or two souls within this lion. So that's another form of a religious or spiritual realm talking about this twin flame thing. One of the earliest accounts and references to twin souls or twin flames is from Africa. And this goes back to the 23rd century BCE. I mean, I don't know if like dinosaurs were still crawling around at that time, but it was a long time ago. Lordy. Also in the ancient Egyptian Book of the Dead around 3000 BCE, same thing. It was like souls were going to reunite and become one in the afterlife, right? So now I'm like, okay, if there's this like hidden word about like twin twin flames and soulmates, like... Why aren't we talking about this more? This is crazy. Like, I'm ki- I kind of fell upon this by accident, but, you know, I'm here to create a commanding conversation. Jeez, even in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 41, verses 45 and 46, Joseph told Pharaoh, like Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Joseph, that he had a twin flame with his relationship with his wife, Aseneth. Hopefully I said that right. But get ready for this. And the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. This is before Adam and Eve could even mess up. God called them soulmates. 
it states that they felt love and respect for each other. And when they walked together in the garden, they were naked and not ashamed. They could be on that show, like Naked and Afraid. Hi, I'm Adam. I'm Eve. I'm naked and not ashamed. Yeah, I could not be on that show. So why are we even talking about this? Like, what's going on? Well, it's a commanding conversation. So I want to open your mind to new ideas. Or I want you to at least look at an old idea with a new perspective. So that's my jam. So close your eyes. Think of the person that's on your mind. Think of your person that's on your mind. You think they're your twin flame? Do you think they're your soulmate? Or, ready, plot twist, let's talk about karmic relationships. If you're looking for a way to listen to Commanding Conversations and you're out and you don't have a way to stream it live, you can definitely check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Google Podcasts, SiriusXM, Skitcher, and Anchor. Thank you. So you know it wouldn't be a commanding conversation if I didn't throw some vocab words in there and make you think like, what in God's name is Kim going to make us do today? So we're going to talk about that person that's on your mind, that person that you're thinking about, the person that you want to answer to, that you want to be with. Is that person, you're, according to all my fun spiritual backgrounds, is it your twin flame? Is it your soulmate? Or is it a karmic relationship? Oh, check that out. New vocab word. The hell is a karmic relationship? Oh, I will tell you. So again, according to Greek mythology, a karmic relationship is a relationship where that soul is a space holder, right? Like it's that person that's supposed to help you. Think of you running a marathon. They're that person, that pacer that's going to stay with you for a little bit of the way. And they're going to give you the encouragement you need to get to that next step, but they're not going to be there for you for the whole race. Not even a little bit. They, the whole karmic relationship, it is a very passionate and a very turbulent relationship. This relationship is meant to teach you something. It's usually meant to teach you something about yourself, right? Like maybe how you need to love yourself more or set boundaries or have more self-respect. Or maybe you're coming out of like childhood trauma or you have mom and dad issues or you know, insecurities or something. But this person, this karmic soul, is supposed to build you up and help um, illuminate whatever it is the issue is so that you can work through it, okay? This helps you grow as a person. So it is a good thing. It's not always easy and it definitely doesn't come pain-free, but you'll keep, getting the same spiritual version of this person in different bodies pretty much until you learn your karmic lesson. But when you do, you grow and you elevate. And then it's like one of those situations where you can look back and go, I know why that happened. It sucked, but it was awesome, but it was awful. But I'm where I'm at now because that happened, okay? So it's a good thing. And think about the word itself. Karmic, I mean, karma stems from karmic, and 
people automatically think that karma is a bad thing. Karma isn't a bad thing, not even a little bit. Karma is just the result of actions. So there's good karma and there's bad karma. So if you need to learn something positive or if you need to possibly check yourself, that's what kind of relationship this is going to be. Regardless, the whole point of this relationship is to help you become more aware of yourself as a person. So again, now we're going to close our eyes. We're going to think of that person on our mind and we're going to think, are they our twin flame? Are they our soulmate? Or maybe am I supposed to learn something as I move on, as I level up, as I become a better, bigger, more spiritually awakened, more aware person? Has this person taught me what I needed to see? So what is a commanding conversation? These are questions that I have, struggles that I think we can all relate to, and awesome feel-good stories that are good for our soul. I wanna see all sides of all situations. I wanna put it bluntly, I want to make you think. So my question for you is, do you have a commanding conversation inside you? The bummer about karmic relationships, they're kind of doomed from the start, right? Like they have tumultuous highs and devastating turbulent lows. And it'll seem in this relationship that the same patterns, they'll seem to repeat themselves. Break up, make up, fight again. Repeat. Break up, make up, fight again. Repeat. In these relationships, there are lots of insecurities that are heightened, right? Lots of frustration, jealousy, manipulation, mind games. And to be honest, it's it's a very immature relationship. It's a very immature mindset, but it's a very addictive mindset. And you can go down that rabbit hole real quick. These are necessary though, because you have to have these because you have to be put in that vulnerable state in order to learn the lesson and to point us in the right direction for what is correct in our life's journey, okay? So enough about the negative talk. Let's get on to like my positive stuff. So how do you know if someone is your twin flame? How do you know if your person is your twin flame, okay? So now we're gonna get all cutesy, a little like Lady and the Tramp, Romeo and Juliet style. So when you meet this person that's your twin flame, you're going to have this sense of calm. It's not going to be the butterflies. It's not going to be the crazy, you know, red hot passion, crazy excitement down on the, like it's more or less going to be a calm sense that you're at peace and you're meeting someone who you uh, instantly feel safe with, instantly feel a connection with, right? And you're going to keep running into each other like fate, the universe, coincidence, although I don't believe that there are coincidences, they're going to keep bringing you together. In the two of you, you're going to share tons of interests and hobbies. Another thing that you're going to notice is that you and your twin flame are going to have the same emotions at the same time. And they're probably going to be heightened. And you're going to think about your outlook on life differently when you're with them. 
it'll have a more positive turn when you two are together, for sure. The both of you will feel extremely balanced, like the yin and the yang, right? You will experience extreme intense emotions and it's fierce and it affects your mood and your capability to think rationally, but it's always going to be there. Like it's like you're going to need that person like you need air. You're going to connect on a very, very, very deep level very quickly. And it's a stronger bond and it's a better, clearer mutual understanding than the bond between like friends, companions, family members, stuff like that. The great thing is, is there's no jealousy or possessiveness in this union. There isn't. You're going to be jealous of yourself? I mean, give me a break. You're going to be able to give each other space without consequences. You can sit quietly together and not get bored. You feel peace and security and a sense of home. That sounds pretty damn perfect, okay? And I probably get to that point after I succumb to a Hallmark movie. But I'm not sure if I'm buying it. What do you guys think? All right, so that term soulmate. Oh my God, I met my soulmate. I was at the bar and it was 3 a.m. And this guy walked up next to me and he was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that a bazillion times. So maybe I'm jaded. I don't know, maybe I'm jaded. Maybe I question things too much. Um, But I see the reality in it. Like people get bored. Humans, we just, as humans... We, um, we're always changing. We're always evolving. We're always growing. This is a good thing. This is what we're supposed to do. So these soulmates, they're supposed to grow with us, right? Wrong. The twin flame is supposed to grow with you. A soulmate, like I said earlier, can be a friend or a family member. Your relationship with your soulmate is one that's safer, right? It's going to be very dependable and stable and not a lot of risk, but also not a lot of passion, right? You may not grow emotionally or spiritually at the same time or at all together, but that person is going to be there to hold your hand to get you through to your next level in your life's journey. Sounds pretty simple. And for some people, That's great. You can be with your soulmate and you feel comfortable and, you know, you don't have to put a lot of work in it and it just works. It's easy. It's simple. But some people need more. So my question for you in all of this is I want you to look at your current and your past relationships, okay? Can you place, if you were to take three shelves, so... Twin flame, soulmate, karmic relationship. Knowing what we just talked about now, where would you place your past relationships? Can you separate them? Can you think to yourself why that person belonged on the shelf that you placed them at? Are you happy where you are now and who you're with? Ever wonder if maybe you aren't 
with the right person on the right shelf? Do you ever wonder if you're even happy with yourself? What makes the fire burn for you? And is it with your twin flame? Hmm. Something to think about. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you today. I am Kim. This is Commanding Conversations. I didn't say at the beginning of the episode, but if you could be so kind as to go on Spotify and smash that bell and hit subscribe, I greatly appreciate it. It helps grow our little tribe that we've got going on here. I like to stimulate our brains. I like to have us think about something. And ladies and gentlemen, if you have any ideas, definitely feel free to follow me on all forms of social, on all platforms. Write in. Tell me what you're thinking. Let's talk about it. Let's have a commanding conversation. Until next time, thanks. Bye. I just wanted to thank you one last time for joining me. I'm so glad that you stopped by. I hope you had a good time and I hope you took something along for the ride. And remember, I want to see that smile reach your eyes. And until we talk next time, have an awesome, awesome commanding conversation. Okay, bye.